Welcome back, Magic Seekers, to another episode of the Magic Seeker Society. (laughs) We are your hosts. I am Sarah. And I'm Christine. And we're so happy you're here. (laughs) That started off so sensual. And then it was like, hello. (laughs) I already had a glass of wine. Mm. Feeling good. Yes. I'm starting to feel... Like, I'm so tired, I'm silly. Oh, I love it. I'm okay. at that point right now. Where I'm like, okay, 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 okay let's do it. Let's love do it. it, love it, love it, love it. Um, what's going on? Not much. We were just talking about how I'm sleeping over tonight because ooh, we ooh. have so many fun things that we want to create for Magic Seeker Society tomorrow. I know, so much content. Yes, that we're just going to be flowing at you guys. Mommies are making content. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we keep saying this thing. I don't know if anybody else knows what I'm talking about when I say this, but The Rock, okay, who used to get up at like 4 a.m., maybe still does, whenever he would be on a movie set, and he would be like, daddy's got to go to work. (laughs) And I feel like I have said that to you so many times, and then now it's just become this thing that like once we're done having dinner, like we're like, okay, daddy's Daddy's got to go to work. (laughs) But now we should absolutely start being like, mommy's got to go to work. (laughs) Just change it. That's it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So tomorrow we're going to be working on some good MSS. What? Magic Seeker Society. MSS. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I usually call it TMMS. Wait. TM. Oh, that's better. MS. The Magic Seeker Society. TMSS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's better. It's really confusing. It's a lot of letters. It's fine. Also, when I just laughed, I remembered that in the last episode, I did mm. this really weird laugh. Did you did you catch it? No. I heard it back today, and mm. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what? You're welcome. Uh, thank you. I said this to you earlier, and I want to recommend it for anybody else. Okay, so here's my recommendation for the best way to enjoy the Magic Seeker Society while you're listening to it. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. You listen to it once in its entirety <laughs> and you enjoy it you absorb it you sit with us you chat with us you feel like you're one of us that's all we want for everybody true on your second listening experience no one's gonna do that except you girl <laughs> <laughs> because i discovered this and now that i discovered it i can't help but do it the second time you go to listen to it you have to put it at 1.2 <laughs> or 1.5 x speed because here's the thing, <laughs> listening to us laugh or you make funny sounds <laughs> at a, a faster speed, I laugh so hard I cry sometimes. Because instead of it being a laugh, it's like, ha ha like, It's so freaking fast. Oh my God, it cracks me up every time. That's so, so silly. I'm going to make sure to laugh extra hard this, <laughs> in this episode. Because it just comes across insanely fast and extra hilarious if you watch it or listen to it at a faster speed that's so silly i also did notice that uh when i listen to it at a faster speed that's how i think i actually talk Mm. so it's kind of nice to go oh no you don't you talk fast but you don't talk that fast so you're good yeah i was i was saying to you today that it probably sounds like i'm just talking normal because i didn't realize now I'm talking really fast. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't realize how slow of a speaker I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, like, think about every single word that I'm going to say. Yeah, you do. Um, so sorry if I'm, like, a, a little slow, but 
I kind of love it. It tells just how much thought you put, like you said, into every single word. Um, And it forces people to slow down and really hear what you're saying. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. makes it sound nice. Thank you. Yeah, it was funny because when you said that earlier, I could tell that you were like surprised by that. But obviously, we've been best friends for so long that I was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, I kind of love that. (laughs) It's nice. In all seriousness, how many times have like we gone to do something hang out see each other and my energy is at like a 10 yeah and you're at like a seven yeah and just being around you just instantly like brings me back down and i'm like oh yeah Aww. this feels good like wow. just like calm and peaceful and that's that's you know, really beautiful yeah okay. you're the best like we were just saying to you're the best around <laughs> <laughs> We were thinking that to Harold as he was setting up all of our equipment <laughs> as our IT for every episode. <laughs> He's so good. I love him. Um, so let's get into it. How is your heart feeling today? My heart is feeling pretty good. Yeah? Okay, yeah. good. I was definitely feeling a bit of an emotional hangover after our last mm. episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who maybe didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, it's a little bit of a doozy. Um, it's a Yeah. And I hope that doesn't discourage anybody from listening. Like, I know some people are like, oh, if I'm having a really long day, like, you know, maybe it's not what I want to listen to. And then you have other people who go, that's exactly what I want to listen to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was definitely feeling pretty exhausted and just drained from really succumbing to all of my feelings and voicing them and sometimes that just kind of leaves me blah for a little bit afterwards yeah but coming out of that now i feel really good good yeah i feel really grateful that um in our friendship but also while doing this like it's a safe enough space where i'm like sure we totally. can have this conversation or I can be so honest. Yeah. Um, so I feel really grateful for that. And I think that um, even though I'm sleepy on the borderline of silly right now, <laughs> like I, I, st- I just feel really good. And okay, I feel good. just grateful for this whole podcast experience because yeah. it has been nothing but wonderful and also eye-opening, Ooh. which has been so nice. I love that. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for pushing out of your comfort zone thank you i it wasn't easy and i'm really happy that i or i'm really proud of myself that i challenged myself to Mm. do it even though i didn't want to when i re-listened to it and i heard you say like you know we don't have to do this question we can just edit this out and pretend like it didn't happen which Mm -hmm. is so loving and supporting coming from you um but i'm really happy that i pushed myself to dive into it and um yeah i don't know it sucked but it was hard or it was sucked and it was hard but i think it was worth it and it felt really good to just say some things and um all those feelings are true and you know they're definitely what i've been feeling and struggling with for a really long time and it kind of just felt really good to put it all out into the universe and say it all that's awesome it's kind of cathartic yeah it really was it really really was and listening back to it this might sound really dramatic, but listening back to it, um, it kind of hit me just how much pain I'm in. Yeah. And um, I felt like if I didn't know me and I heard me, I'd want to hug me. That's a really yeah. weird sentence to say out loud. Yeah. But um, 
And I think in listening to it, I ended up having a little bit of kindness and love like for myself because I'm like, oh, girl, like, yeah, you have been really struggling with this for a while. Um, So, I yeah, I just kind of feel I think I was a little worried afterwards that I would feel a lot of negative emotions, a Mm -hmm. lot of like shame for expressing so much pain, a lot of like, um, um, I don't know, just mostly negative emotions. And instead, I just feel really grateful and proud of myself that I was so honest and um, feeling a lot of love. Yeah. Just feeling overall good. Well, yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. How are you? How are you feeling? How's your heart feeling? It's feeling much better than last episode. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Um, I saw a post the other day that was like, um, along the lines of people underestimate how much strength it takes to pull yourself out of a super, super low place. Yeah. It is so hard. So just like saying it out loud Mm -hmm. really helped. And then like listening back to it. And I don't listen back to every episode, but I did listen to that one. Um, yeah, I, did, I, I was just feeling so low that I am, even though I'm not feeling 100% back to my normal yeah. self, yeah. it is very awesome mm-hmm. that I'm, like, proud of myself for, again, again, pulling myself back out of yeah. A super low place. Yeah. As you um, should be. It's not easy. And yeah. props to anyone going through a super low time right now. Because yeah. that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Those feelings and your brain telling you stupid shit, it sucks. Yeah. So if you're trying to get yourself out of a low place right now, I see you and I love you. Mm-hmm. And this isn't forever yeah so i think that's really important for people to hear because it's the first thing that everyone forgets oh my god i thought it was like the end of days yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know so i'm glad that no matter how hard it's been that you have been able to pull yourself out of it yeah same yeah it sucks i hate feeling like that humans are so complicated they really are yeah. Yeah. And I and I think it's such a shame that um our brains that can produce so much happiness mm-hmm. can also produce such extreme sadness. Right. And such insanely cruel thoughts. Right. Like some of the ones that I know that you were struggling with um yeah. during that time. Yeah. That are that are so far from true. Yeah. You know. And I I think the worst thing I was ta- I was talking to Harold about this before. I think the worst thing is literally five no three days before then mm-hmm. I was like I am so happy mm-hmm. and I just feel so happy and so free and just like this is like the happiest I've been in such a long time yeah. and it, it was like a day mm-hmm. and then it just like plummeted to the ground so i knew i knew the feeling of like pure happiness and then like you're right 
how does your brain go from that to like the lowest of the low? Mm-hmm. It sucks in such a such a quick turnaround. I, I know, know that that's not always the case, and and for some people it takes a little longer. But yeah. in that very specific example, so fast from one day to the next, yeah, everything changed. Yeah, and then it takes. I don't even know how many times that long to come back out of it. Yeah. And and so much more effort to come back out of it. Right. Yeah. But. You've been on quite a mental health journey in general. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes, I have. I was always like a super nervous kid and then mm. it just like spiraled into anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. then like literally not knowing what to do because my brain was telling me all of these horrible things Mm -hmm. so crazy do you feel like you understood what anxiety was when you were younger Mm, no yeah i just knew i was nervous Mm -hmm. i was just like a nervous kid who like always had a stomach ache (laughs) yeah I, I feel would, like I knew so many kids like that. I would have I, oh, never, yeah. yeah, looking back on it, I never thought of it as anxiety. Like, my um, my parents would literally, like, feed me breakfast with, mm-hmm. like, a, a glass of ginger ale oh. to settle my stomach oh, every my single God. day. Just makes me want to hug a Isn't that you. so sad? It kind of is. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. sad. The question is, are you still having ginger ale with your morning breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> no, my teeth would fall out, but... <laughs> I have grown up and I know how to control it a little bit better. Yeah. It's it's still a, a learning process every single day. Yeah. But dang. Yeah. Mhm. Humans are wild. Yeah, they really are. And I think you know it's kind of really fucking cool. Um you have been very open with your experience. Mhm. And you have also shared your experience quite a bit on social media. Mm-hmm. So when you say to me or when you say on this podcast, like, I saw a post, I saw a reel, I saw this thing on social mm-hmm. media that made me feel seen. Like, mm-hmm. you expressing your experiences and what you're struggling with is giving that to someone else. Oh, my god! You know? And it's amazing because <laughs> it's such an easy thing to keep hidden. Yeah. In the world of social media, it's insanely easy to project this perfect image all the time. Yeah. And people who see you, who meet you, would assume you would just be happy, bubbly, sunshine all the time. Mm-hmm. And for you to be your truest, honest self, that's not true. Like, that's yeah. just not who you are 100% of the time. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's the truth. And so to share that, it's allowing other people to go, to feel seen the way yeah. you feel seen when someone else shares it. and. If we're, I feel like if we're just more honest and brave the way that you are, where you're like, this is my experience and this is what I'm dealing with, then other people will go, oh, well, Sarah's feeling it too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just me. Yeah. So I well, love how much you share that. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I hope. I think that that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. I hope um, so. But I'm sorry you're feeling like that. Just know that, yeah, fucking sucks. Yeah. But it's not the end all be all. Yeah. There's going to be so many more happy moments in your life. Absolutely. 
God, it's so hard to remember that in the moment. It's so nice to be rem- to be reminded yeah. by someone who's coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Carl. I'm proud of you. <laughs> look at us. Wow. I'm Paul Rudd. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Hey. Look hey, at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned Little Baby Sarah. Uh-huh. Very briefly there. Yes. And I feel like maybe that is the perfect segue into what we kind of want to yes, talk about today. it is. Which we were realizing in the car is maybe a conversation we really haven't had. Very true. Which I'm excited, or maybe as in depth. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to know, what did little baby Sarah want to be when she grew up? I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. because From the beginning? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I never I, knew that. Yeah. Uh, I think a nurse was in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a teacher. Um, my mom was a teacher and my dad is still a high school counselor. So mm. I was always surrounded by like s- school. Yeah. You know, like when I was thinking about it, I was like, I've never been outside of school. I don't want to leave school. Yeah. You know? Like, this is such a good way for me to keep in a school. Yeah. You know? It's like all I ever knew, mm-hmm. sort of. So, like, of course. Like, my, my mom and my dad are both teachers, so. <laughs> it's a family business. It is a family business. <laughs> so why wouldn't I? Um. Yeah. And then I guess that kind of changed in, like, well, I guess it didn't change. Because in high school, I wanted to be an art teacher. Oh, well, that was my next question. If you had specific. Yeah. What type of teacher you wanted to be. And then I literally went to, went on to college for one semester. Mm. No, two semesters. Mm. And... Then was like, uh, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so you finished your whole first full year? Eh, barely. Girl, <laughs> am I with you or am I with you? I think, yeah. um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was mine and Harold's, like, first year dating. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we drove from New Jersey all the way to Little Bum bumblefuck mm-hmm. uh pennsylvania <laughs> and packed up my whole apartment damn and then drove back and was a ride or die from the beginning he really was <laughs> and i said bye never coming back wow so what made you not want to stick it out i realized that i hate school <laughs> 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 okay sorry i like screwed in everybody's ears okay i'm listening i'm here i hate school mm-hmm. i hate being graded yeah i hate tests i'm the worst test taker ever mm-hmm. ever 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 um to the point where i think that's why i think that's why i didn't get like good grades in school yeah I, like, for sure got a few Ds in high school. hmm Yeah. And teachers make um, tests such a big part of your grade. Yeah, they really At do. least when I was in school. I don't know about anymore. Um, 
but it's like not fair to to these little kids who hate test taking and literally like throw up before school because they're so nervous about test taking yeah i'm completely with you i think that um and it's hard to state a complaint because i don't know the correct way to fix it yeah but i'm but i'm with you like I, i don't think it's fair to have the same test apply to every student across the board. Yeah. And and not understand that some students test differently, that some students learn differently. Right. And that's not to say that there aren't amazing teachers in the world that oh, don't yeah. make exceptions for their students because they, they've learned that and they understand mm-hmm. that. But the majority is, you know, you, everyone's going to take this one single test and you're going to be all graded the exact same way. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what the way or what a way to correct that would be yeah but i'm with you i don't think it's fair i don't think it's right i also struggled when i was in school and i realized that i learn differently i first of all i learned this word recently by my new boss it's ta- oh now i'm gonna fuck it up tactilely tac i'm gonna have to look it up but basically okay. it's like i learned by doing it not just by reading it oh same yeah same. and i'm like oh cool at 35 i'm now learning the word for how i learn yeah not while i was in school failing and not doing well right um and there's a lot of shame that comes with that like oh my gosh i can't yeah. imagine for a nervous anxious child who had to take ginger rail like before <laughs> going to school to help settle her stomach like how that must have just sucked for you like trying yeah. to take tests and all this stuff yeah and then still feeling that in college yeah um yeah i think also like the um the stigma around college Mm -hmm. like you have to go yeah i i this is the one thing that i definitely wanted to say on the podcast Mm -hmm. i i i don't know if we have any younger listeners yeah um that are thinking about college or not or whatever you do not have to go to college mm-hmm. and sorry if that's a little preachy but you do not have to go to college yeah to be successful there are plenty of other ways to learn mm-hmm. and to get into the field that you want to get into um that's all i'm gonna say about that i love it fucking preach it you're absolutely right i think that um there are certain professions that if you want to get into totally absolutely go to college yes you want to be a doctor yes please please go to college (laughs) (laughs) uh please go to med school please do the whole goddamn thing so sorry about your student loans that's ridiculous um but i think that as a society we turned it into this you graduate high school you go straight to college and when you get out of college you're gonna have a job and we've seen as we've grown up as the generation above us has as the generation below us has um that's not always the case and that path doesn't work for so many people it's such an old school way of Mm -hmm. doing things yeah um that doesn't apply anymore yeah absolutely instead it creates people that are insanely in debt and very rarely going into the field they studied for so they went into debt for a very specific profession yeah um or because they didn't know what they wanted to do oh my god how many people have done communications 
because they weren't sure what to graduate, what to study. And that's not to say that there aren't people who obviously go into communications knowing exactly what they want to do with that degree. But I know tons of people who went, oh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I knew if I studied communications, I'd be able to work in a business anywhere. Um, and it helps get your foot in the door. I will say that. Like as someone sure, who yeah. doesn't have a college degree, you know, oh, yeah. applying for jobs can be difficult at times because the second people see that it's not on your resume they're they're not going to even consider it which is a shame and that's just an an issue for an even bigger problem but i think to sit there and say it's your only option is really harming to people as they get older just because the world is a different place agreed you can't pay off your student loans in the first five years after you graduate that's not going to happen agreed um so i think that as kids graduate high school they should be better prepared and it shouldn't just be forced upon them i think that they should be shown all of their options Mm -hmm. because i remember when i was in high school it was an automatic assumption as you graduated you were going to go to college yeah and that's not even just within my family like that was in my school as well yeah of course didn't do that then you were other so if you decided oh i'm gonna go to a vocational school or I'm going to go to a two-year college. Whatever the case was. If it wasn't this, like, cookie-cutter four-year university mm-hmm. that charged an obscene amount per year for school, or I should say per semester, um, then it's almost like whatever it was that wasn't that was unworthy. It was just like, right. mm, we're not going to take that seriously. Yeah. And that's insane to me because so many of the people who probably went a different path ended up having a completely different outcome than the people who did go to school for four years Mm -hmm. got themselves an insane amount of debt and are now not even doing anything attached to what that debt accumulated exactly so it's i am absolutely with you and i think that um like i absolutely encourage people taking time off between high school and college of course if they decide that that's what they want to do is go to college i think the problem can sometimes be that that time can be aimless yeah you know where it's like oh i'm just taking off time but i don't have a plan and it's like if you at least try to come up with a plan like whether it's get a job that maybe you haven't done before challenge yourself in a different way um then that's different like you actually use that time as opposed to saying like oh college just isn't isn't for me right now like take the time to figure out what is for you yeah but also (laughs) your brain isn't even fully developed Mm -hmm. by the time you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life yeah i could go on and on and on about that it is wild to me i think i mentioned this uh like post that was going around social media a while where it was like uh you're asking graduates to figure out you're asking seniors to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their lives and what college they want to go to but six months ago you were to ask they had to ask for permission to go to the bathroom yeah and it is so (laughs) fucking true it's like the second you graduate or even leading up to your graduation, you're supposed to somehow know exactly what who you want to be and what you want to do in the next four years and for the rest of your life. But yet you still don't have the freedom to use the restroom when you want to. You still have to ask permission for that. And it, it just mm-hmm. blows my mind how we treat teenagers like children when it's convenient for us. Mm. Um, but then the second we want them to grow up, we're like, no, 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 now yeah now is when you have to suddenly become an adult and make these adult decisions and they're like you haven't given me any experience in this yeah like how am i supposed to do that right um so i'm with you i don't think it's fair i don't think it's right uh again i don't know an alternative but i'm just stating 
like what I think part of the problem is is that we're expecting way too many things from people when they're 18 years old to just figure it all out and then totally. we shame them when they say oh that decision actually wasn't right for me yeah like you did that you went to school and decided this doesn't work for me and then decided to do something else mm-hmm. and there can be a lot of shame put on someone in that position right so you know <sighs> yeah this episode okay. is not sponsor- sponsored by college. Nope. <laughs> Fuck you, college. You got two <laughs> dropouts at the mics. <laughs> um, okay, so you wanted to be an art teacher. I did. Yeah. And then you said, no. Wait, did you want to teach kids or, like, teens? Or did you have a preference of any of that or just art teacher? I didn't even think that far. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging you. I just didn't know that. <laughs> um, I think my favorite teacher growing up was mm-hmm. an art teacher. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and she was just, like, so connected with her students. So yeah. I think, like, I think in the back of my head, I wanted to be her. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm with you. I wanted to be that cool teacher mm-hmm. who had a connection with all of her students who was like who you could talk to about anything but i don't want to be a teacher yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the romanticized idea of it versus the actuality isn't, of it isn't that everything yes that is though, everything when yeah. you get to be a college or a high school graduate Mm -hmm. it is so romanticized yeah and that's how they lure you in and that's Mm -hmm. how they get all your money yup the man fuck the man (laughs) (laughs) oh man also if you went to college and you were and you had a great time that's amazing oh yeah seriously congratulations that's amazing we are shaming colleges right now just because of the stigma and oh yeah you know not we're not shaming college graduates no that's amazing yeah no congrats like i'm trying to think 90 percent of the people that i know are college graduates yeah um and i would say 80 percent of them are happy with their jobs yeah you know um yeah, so this isn't to shame people who have graduated college. Definitely this not. is just to <clears throat> add a little bit more noise to the people who decide to go a different route. For sure. And let them oh, I like know that. you're not the only one. Yeah. You know, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. College dropouts, baby. Ooh. <laughs> we should come up with our own, like, uh, beauty school dropout. Oh, we should. Uh, from Greece. I feel like I have to say that because I know my youngest cousin Skylar is listening, mm-hmm. and she hey, is Sky. hey Sky, <laughs> um, nineteen. And when we were at my brother's wedding recently, there was Grease came on. Was it Grease? I don't know. There was like a whole bunch of songs mm-hmm. that me and you and Harold and Nico and Jess and Jill was we're all like jamming out. Mm-hmm. And Skylar is not singing along to any of these songs, and I'm like, what? Mm-mm. And then she literally goes, I don't know what this song is. And I, I, now I can't even think of a single example of that. But uh, for any youngins who are listening, <laughs> Beauty School Dropout is from the movie Grease. <laughs> and we're going to create our own college school dropout version. 
I was gonna say magic school dropout, but oh, that could be a whole other thing. That's yeah, like a Hogwarts. We're not uh, gonna do that. That's like a Hogwarts porn. <laughs> magic Ooh. school dropout. I would Ooh. watch that. Same. <laughs> Hit runs right away. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about you? What did uh, you want to be when you grew up? I when mean, you were teeny our, tiny Christine. Little little baby Christine wanted to be a pediatrician. Aww. Um, I'm obs- I I have always like I say I'm obsessed with kids. That sounds horrible, but like I love kids. Yeah. And um, always have been. And I know my mom's listening, and she's like, "Oh, my little mother hen." That's like all my teachers ever called me when I was in school because I, I like, could picture it. Was like taking care of all of my classmates. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, I knew I wanted to work with kids. I wanted to be a pediatrician. Then I realized that you need science for that. And <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, and then a uh, teacher just started kind of floating around. And I don't think it was necessarily my idea. I think it was people around me Ooh, basically yeah. saying like, because I love kids, the notion, idea future whatever that has been projected onto me is teacher lots of babies so it's like Mm. mom to a lot of kids and a teacher and not even necessarily because it's something i would want but because you'd be great at it um and so like uh yeah i don't i don't even necessarily know if becoming a teacher was my idea i remember as i was older and i was like kind of in high school i really wanted to become a therapist Mm. And everyone, we were kind of talking a little bit about this in the car earlier, but like mm-hmm. everyone around me, like my whole family was like, that's a horrible idea. Like you take on people's issues and pains and things way too much. You would bring home all of that stuff um, that wouldn't be healthy for you. It wouldn't be healthy, healthy for your patients. Become a teacher. You can play with kids all day long. And that's the thing to do. And similarly, I had my favorite teacher, uh, junior mm, sophomore year of high school i think i actually had her all three years i think i took one of her classes twice um mrs joan mangan i will like that woman for if anybody listened to older episodes like i was kind of bratty when i was in high school and Uh i had a lot of emotions and no one ever listened it felt like no one was ever listening and she was the first person that like really made me feel heard when i was younger wow and i took her creative writing class and like i fell in love with it and having her as a teacher completely changed so much for me and I remember thinking like that's it I'm gonna be a teacher so I ended up going to college I did a year and a half um so I finished my first year and then it was my first semester of my second year where I was like no um and so very similarly to your story like I didn't realize that I had ADD until I was in college Uh um and that was really tough just because by the time I learned it, it was almost too late. Yeah. So had I known that I had that while I was growing up, school would have been a lot easier for me because I also hated school. Yeah. Um, and I was never, I was always pretty good at math. Uh, eventually I was pretty good at writing, but everything else, I was like a C student. Yeah. By senior year of high school, I was getting like D's. I just like couldn't keep up and I couldn't understand why my brain couldn't absorb things that I thought was interesting things that I thought were interesting 
Um, mm. So, like, I, I remember Mrs. Campos, uh, she was my history teacher and amazing teacher and amazing woman and was so passionate about teaching us history. And I would be sitting there completely engrossed in what she was saying. The second I left class, it was out of my brain. I could yeah. not remember a single word of it. And studying was really hard for tests and all of that. And so by the time that I learned what I needed to take medically um, to be able to understand what I was learning, it was almost already too late for me. That's um, horrible. Which sucked. And... Um, yeah, it was really, really difficult because I always knew that something was off with how my brain worked, but no one around... It was a different time. Like, yeah. the reason why we found out that I had ADD or that I have ADD is because Nico was tested mm-hmm. uh, and he has ADHD. And so um, it wasn't until... And he's five years younger, so he was much younger. It wasn't until they started to take him seriously with what he was going through that then all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a minute. What about Christine? Um, and even still to this day, like, there'll be comments that are kind of thrown around where it's like, oh, it's like ADD light. Like, she's fine. And I'm like, my brain is constantly going a mile a minute. Like, I also just- think that um, I don't think girls are um, diagnosed with ADD, even a mm-hmm. fraction of the amount of time that boys are. Absolutely. I think um, we... This is a different tangent. But, yes, I think that (laughs) women are taught that we need to behave. Yeah. And that we're not necessarily allowed to be rowdy and we're not allowed to be noisy. We have to sit and be quiet. And I went to Catholic school my whole life. So, like, that was really put on us of just, like, behaving, Mm -hmm. no making noise in class, none of that stuff. Uh, No talking out. Just nothing. And, um and for us girls growing up, it was always like, you don't want to be like the boys. Like, you see the boys and the way that they're acting, you don't want to be that way. You want to be good. Wow. And so, um, not to say that ADD is anything like autism, but the exact same thing hmm. happens with girls with autism, where yeah. they learn masking, which is acting like you don't have autism. Right. And that is so much higher in women and in young girls than it is in men. Because women at a young age are taught, like, you're supposed to behave this. Right. Um, And typically, um, not to say that there aren't exceptions, but typically boys are allowed to just be. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just feel like I um, had to, in a way, like, pretend like everything was fine. Like, my brain wasn't running a mile a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and, yeah, so I ended up going to college to become a teacher. um, And... I kept thinking, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what everyone's always told me that I would be really good at. Yep. And I did love kids. I still love kids. So it kind of made sense. And I felt like I'd be good at it. I wanted to mean to someone what my teachers meant to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. like what you were saying, where you're like, they ha- your art teacher had a connection with her students. And I had a romantic notion of what teachers wear to school. <laughs> so in my brain, which like looking back now, a little pornographic. Like I was like, oh my God, heels and a pencil skirt every day? Glasses and a French twist in my hair? I'm going to be so cute. Um, and I'm going to have all of these, like as if I would wear that working with seven-year-olds. Um, because I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. My dream was second graders because I had been a camp counselor for years with second graders. And that was my favorite. It still is my favorite age. Like, they're old enough to be developing their personality, but young enough where they still don't know everything. Yeah. Um, and 
like they are still understanding of when they do something wrong, but they're not like testing their limits just to try to piss you off. Yeah. Um, so it's just such a fun age. I, I worked that age so many years in summer camp and I wanted to be a teacher for that. And I wanted to do special education, which mm-hmm. has always been really important to me. And I was also going to school. Maybe I just also piled way too much on. I was doing elementary and special education, but I was also doing psychology and art history. Oh, my God. I always liked all of that. I love art. I love psychology. Um, and so I was taking classes and everything. And Whoa. I was commuting, which was a lot as well. And I was working. Um, and I did that until I didn't. Like, I dropped out uh, first semester of my sophomore year. I To full disclosure, I dropped out before they kicked me out. Like, I, oh, yeah. those first two semesters, those first, yeah, the two semesters of freshman year, um, like, I barely passed that first semester, if I remember correctly, and that second semester, like, I failed and then was on probation for sophomore year, and I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do, you know, um, the solution apparently was just drop out, but, um, yeah, it sounds yeah. about right, it, it fucking sucks, and yeah. it makes you feel like shit, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Go ahead. I was going to ask. Well, because from there on, our stories are are even more similar. Yes. So my question is, for anyone who doesn't know, what did you do next? Mm -hmm. And how did you make that decision? Um, So I called my mom from my... uh, apartment in college mm-hmm. and was like i don't want to be here anymore wait in the sorority house uh yeah wow okay yeah that's all i remember from college mm-hmm. just um being in a sorority wow yeah it's not like i partied that much but like that's all i really remember yeah anyways yep so i called my mom from the sorority house bathroom and i was like i don't want to be here anymore um, I think I want to go to culinary school. Mm. And she was like, did you think about this at all? Like, and I had bullet points. I was like, yup, <laughs> I'm going to move back home. I'm going to commute into the city. It's in New York. It's one of the highest rated culinary schools mm-hmm. in, in New York City, in the U.S. Like, let's go. Wow. And... She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that was what you wanted to do? Um, I feel like when, I was going to sound really bad, but <laughs> when I, when I was first starting to think about it, mm. it was like such a popular thing that was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pastry chefs. And <clears throat> that's when Christina Tosi from Milk Bar oh, yeah. was like all the rage. Ooh. And I... And I swore that I was going to intern for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you still love Milk Bar. I still love Milk Bar, I mean, yeah. Still love. That shit's delicious. I know. Um, so it was all of these, like, all of these pastry chefs were popping up all over the place and opening <laughs> cupcake shops and yeah. making, like, crazy cakes and everything. And I was like, I could do that. That's, like, art. Yeah. That's, like, just, like, another way for me to express myself Mm -hmm. and i had like a very specific style that i wanted to go for Mm 
Um, and yeah, I just, I did it. And I took the trip into the city to go visit the school with my dad. Was that after you had dropped out? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right? I think so. I think I... You had a plan and you went for it. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, I was like signed up and I went like a couple weeks later. Wow. And then what made you... Like, did you ever consider culinary? Since you went into pastry, mm-hmm. did you ever consider cu- the culinary program? Or did you always know, like, no. nope, it's pastry for me? I was always going to do pastry. Wow. There's a lot. I mean, not to say that the culinary world isn't an artistic <laughs> world. It obviously is. But there is a lot more artistic freedom. Totally. Uh, present, Especially presentation-wise. Yeah. Uh, when In the pastry world. Yeah. And part of the program, you had to intern Mm -hmm. at somewhere, um, anywhere you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I I interned at this cake shop that made, like, crazy, crazy cakes. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, I I realized that I definitely didn't want to do that anymore. (laughs) But it was still so fun to, like, they're literally sculptures. Yeah, they're edible. It's edible art. It's edible art. And it was just, like, mesmerizing to see. Wow. And I think I think um, going into pastry arts, I felt like I was still using that creativity, mm-hmm. but without the schooling. Yeah. And because it was only a six-month program. No. Three-month? Four-month? Did you go – I was there for like a full school year. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you do five days a week? Three days a week? I did five days a week. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Less than a year. It was less than a year. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I I think I just wanted to work. Mm -hmm. You know? I feel that. Enough bullshitting with with this whole school bullshit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I just wanted to work. Yeah. And get into the field and use my hands, Mm -hmm. which what you were saying i'm a very hands-on learner and like physically Mm hands-on all the time and it was so cool yeah wow now where what did you end up doing once you were done with your internship so the internship for anyone who doesn't know was for a specific amount of hours yeah and then once you did that it was like boop out into the real world you're done yeah Mm -hmm. um I looked up the best cupcake shops in New Jersey. Stop. I don't think I knew that. Really? Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Did you do the same? No, I didn't. Oh. I'm going to get a little emotional. What? We start. Guys, for anyone who doesn't know, we're getting to the point of our love story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I, I literally Googled best cupcake shops in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I found our bakery, and I applied, and I got, like, a interview the next day. Mm-hmm. And I the rest is history. Moment. I know you do. Wow. And I know you know it well. Wow. Holy crap. So we talked about a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, you telling your parents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I was at Rutgers. It was my 
I am. We can joke that you're the Leo, but sometimes when you talk about your experiences, I feel like I am so much more detrimentally dramatic. <laughs> you it's, you are. It is ridiculous. You it are. blows my mind. And I'm saying this because I laugh at how ridiculous this moment I'm about to tell you is. Okay, okay. I'm okay. Ready. Because it's gonna sell like a movie and I'm fine with it. I You are you're giving me main character energy right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um uh I was so I was commuting back and forth mm-hmm. um from my house to all of my classes and I had a night class for one of my psychology courses and um I was sitting in the parking lot I had gotten there early and was sitting in the parking lot and did not want to go in to my class my class is at like seven o'clock and I was sitting in the car sobbing because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go in and I at the time, didn't have the words for what I was feeling. Now, mm. understanding myself a little bit better, understanding my journey a little bit better, uh, I was at the point of realizing, like, oh, this was a dream that I was told I should aim for, but this isn't one that I created for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was miserable. And so, in dramatic fashion, <laughs> I was listening to Switchfoot, which I don't even know if Hell you yeah. Yeah, okay. Switchfoot... And- uh, is like a Christian band, I by know. the way. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> like, what? Anyway, um, I was listening to Switchfoot and their song changed my life. Uh, it was, I don't give a fuck. Such it is main dramatic. character energy. I don't give a shit. Because uh, it really did. The, I don't even know the name, the title of the song, but I know the chorus is This is Your Life, Are You Who You Want to Be? Yup. And I was sitting in my cutie little blue Hyundai Santa Fe. Um, <laughs> And I was sitting there and I was just crying because I knew that like this path was not the path for me. And I took out my notebook and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a list of all the things. A uh, Libra making a list. Shocker. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a list of all the things that I wanted to do that was going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wrote down was cooking. Whoa. And I was like, that's it. Done. Like cooking. I stayed out for a while this is going to sound really, like, manipulative, but it is what it is. I stayed out for a while because I, I was living at home and I was commuting, so I knew my parents would know that I was supposed to be in class. Yeah. So I stayed out an appropriate amount of time that made it seem like I was in class. Ooh, okay. Um, and then came home early and was like, oh, yeah, the professor let us out early. Went up to my room and Googled culinary schools. Um, Whoa. Found ICE, the mm-hmm. Institute of Culinary Education, which yes. is where we ended up both going to school. Um, and made an appointment like on the website for yep. two days later. Um, wow. Didn't tell my parents. So two days later, I took the train into the city. I parked at freaking, uh, I was going to school in like New, I was going to Rutgers in New Brunswick. I like parked at the school. I took your train into the city and I went and I met with an advisor in the culinary school. And before I left, I was signed up <gasps> and I was signed up for the culinary program and the restaurant management program. Wow. Because um, as you have pointed out to me so beautifully, if I make a decision, I jump all in. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, if I'm going to do this, like I'm going to open up my own business one day. And um, wow. I came home that night and I was sitting at the dining room table with my parents and my brother and my grandmother because she has always lived or not always, but has lived with my parents for a really long time. Was she there? Yeah, I think she was there. Anyway. And I was like, so I don't remember the wording because I feel like I blacked out, but I pretty much was like, <laughs> that's probably one of the most nervous moments of my entire life. But I was like, I am dropping out. I'm miserable. I'm dropping out of school. 
and I am signing up for culinary school. Or And I remember my parents, like, freaking out. My dad still to this day says that he was calm. I don't remember him being calm. <laughs> I don't remember him blowing up, but I don't necessarily remember him being calm. And um, my my mom still to this day will say, like, she did not have the best reaction. I yeah. get it. I threw a big bomb at them. That's a big bomb. It really is. And um, they were like, I don't think so. Like, I, that's not going to happen. And I was like, well, I already signed up. So... This oh is what I'm doing. God. And this was like, um, it was probably right before the holidays. And so I was like, I'm not going back to school for the rest of this school year. I will work every single day. At the time, I was working part-time at the YMCA. Like you, I just wanted to work. I had started yeah. working at like 15, uh, which was even before the legal age. But I found this position that I could do at the YMCA. And I had always worked. And I didn't have this thought until you said it like three minutes ago. I don't, it's kind of sucks how I did not have good grades while I was in school, Mm -hmm. but I always had a job and I was also in sports and in clubs and no one ever took that into consideration. Yeah. Where I was obviously someone who could work hard and was determined to do that, but instead they were focused on why I got a C instead of a B. I think, I do think times have changed now. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. God, I hope so. Mm, very true. Such an old school way of going about things. Yeah. And it sucks. I I really hope it's different. But yeah, we're, we're six years apart and that's what happened with me too. Insanely similar stories. Yeah. Um, and so I, the in a way that we're different, I like pastry, but I don't like the um, artistic aspect of it. Okay. So what like drew you to it kept me away from it. Yeah. And so I went into culinary. I love food. Um, And it's not, it is as simple as that statement, but it's also more complicated. And that's something we can talk about in like our body image episode that we want to do. But I, I love food and I love the experience of cooking it, of making a meal, of feeding someone Mm -hmm. like acts of service is my greatest love language if anybody listened to that episode and um making food for someone in my opinion is my favorite version of acts of service and yeah. uh i love doing that and i love preparing that and so many of my favorite memories are of my family and of my extended family like sharing a meal together yeah and i just wanted more of that and so i did the culinary program and i had a love of pastry um but not as much as culinary at the time mm-hmm. And I remember part of our program, we had a, like, it wasn't semesters. They called it mods, if you remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they broke it up into smaller mods. And so for the culinary program, it was like nice skills was one, sauces and soups was another. Everything was broken down. And we had one mod that was pastry. And uh, we had different chefs for every single one. And I remember being excited to do the pastry program just to kind of, like, get my feet wet, whatever that saying is. Yeah. And my chef, Erica, who was the chef I had right before the pastry mod and the one I had right after it, she was like, you're either one or the other. There is no chef who is both. Like, you're either pastry or you're culinary, so pick and choose and that's it and be done with it. Whoa. And the culinary world was her life. Like, she was married and that was all she ever had to say about her personal life. Not that she ever needed to share with us her personal life, but she, like, ate 
breathed shit the culinary world like that was her <laughs> world and it was very intimidating because i was like crap i either have to be this or yeah. i have to be like that as obsessed in pastry um and i took the pastry program i don't remember what the chef's name was i just remember having a little bit of a crush on him um and Ooh, okay okay yeah i just trying to think I, of who it who was i know he was he was young i don't even now i can't even i can't remember his name i'd have to look through all my school stuff but uh I met him and him and I instantly clicked and he realized he said to me he said to me very similarly what chef Erica said which was typically she said he's ugh, I'm all tongue-tied he said no chef can be both I think you might actually be and I remember Whoa. like my mind being blown because chef Erica had said and I respect her so much and I was like crap maybe I maybe I can do both like maybe I can swap back and forth because I like him Anyway, I ended up uh, doing my internship at a rustic Italian restaurant in um, the city. And it was called Barbudo. And it was, like, right on the water. It was absolutely beautiful. It sucked so much. They had me peeling garlic for, like, a week. They had me uh, prepping squid, which is disgusting. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, The food was delicious. Towards the end of my internship, though, they did have me cooking on the line. Whoa. And I fell in love with it. And it was a complete, like, fluke. It was, like, someone called out because they were sick. They were short-staffed. Christine, get on the line. And, like, the they had me in the basement prepping stuff, typically by myself. And I was miserable. And then when they – and the – obviously, the restaurant was on the main floor. So when they pulled me up, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> As they're just, like, sauteed some garlic. Like, yeah. it was, like, nothing fancy. <laughs> but I was like, this is amazing. Uh, finished my internship. They had offered me a position. But – I was commuting back and forth into the city, and I don't know what your expenses were like, because I think you were further south. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like, over $300 a month just oh, to yeah. commute into the city. It was something crazy But like their that. starting pay was, like, seven-something an hour. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I I can't do this. Like, no. you wouldn't pay me enough to be able to get into the city. Yeah. Um, so then I started looking at places in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything. Um, because up until I had decided to go to culinary school, all of my work experience was with kids. So I had worked at the YMCA and I had done summer camp year after year after year. I had helped them start their after school program there and like helped the director start that up. I had worked in their childcare department. Like I had done so much work with children and then just like from day to night, it was like mm, cooking. And then when I went to go look for jobs, they were like, you have, how are, what? <laughs> no, like you've never been in a professional kitchen before. I'm like, but I did like two days on the line at the restaurant. What do you mean? Um, so nobody wanted to hire me. And then I thought, okay, what if I do pastry? And there is this bakery in Lyndhurst, which isn't mm-hmm. far from here, called Mazers. At the time it was... And I actually, I don't even know if it's very still very well known. We haven't lived here for a while, but mm-hmm. at the time, it was very well known. My family had been had gone there. They'd been open for like seventy years, and they were thrilled at the fact that I didn't know anything because they're like, "We could teach you exactly how we want things done." Oh wow! And I worked there for two years, and things started to go downhill there mm-hmm. pretty badly, like financially and all of this stuff. And my hours kept getting cut, shorter and shorter. Anyway, before I knew it, I was out of that job and working at the YMCA again. It's like the place I just kept going back to whenever I needed help and or never needed work. And I was working there and an old friend's mom sent me an email 
and she said, hey, would you, maybe you should look at this job uh, posting. Like, you could be great for it. And it was a job posting for Sugar and Sunshine. And wow. um, I looked at it, and I was like, a cupcake shop. I was like, all right, I guess I'll try this. <laughs> um, I was not thrilled. Just because when I had been working at Mazers, like, we, well, I should say I was thrilled in some aspects. I liked the idea of using fresh ingredients. I liked the idea of nothing's ever frozen. Everything's must made fresh in the morning. That was so different from the bakery that I had been working for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of doing mainly cupcakes, I was like, Ugh. like at the time, even <laughs> I was like, isn't that a little like played out? I was like, maybe not. All right, let's try this. I was thrilled. I, love <laughs> I was like, oh my god. A cupcake shop that's so cute. Oh my god, it makes perfect sense. Because literally, I walked in there and I was like, "Why the fuck is there so much pink? This is disgusting." <laughs> um, obviously, I ended up getting the job. I stayed for a total. I ended up becoming the owner. I, I stayed for a total of eight years until we closed the doors. Uh, and worked my way. I originally was the assistant decorator, which is what you were first brought in as. Yes. And then um, decorator, then assistant baker, head baker, manager, and then owner. Um, wow. And then I think I was the head decorator when you were brought in as the assistant decorator. Is that what it was? Or was I already baking? I don't even remember if I was in the kitchen or not yet. But You were not baking. You were like the head decorator. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, when you first walked into the bakery. I know. <laughs> um, Let's play it out. <laughs> <laughs> when you first walked into the bakery, I was like, who's this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> because um, I wasn't in the best headspace. Also, it was the day before Valentine's Day, the yes. busiest day of the year. <laughs> For cupcakes. For like, cupcakes. <laughs> like, it was our busiest holiday. Um, and Sarah came in. Okay, at the time, also, I was like, what, 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 it was such a casual place, so I'd be like in like leggings and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Very casual, covered in frosting and shit. And Sarah comes in, beautifully dressed. <laughs> A sweater, if I remember correctly, with like yes. nice pants, um, a Dooney and Burke Mickey Mouse bag, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which our boss at the time was like, well, I'm sure she's still obsessed, but like was obsessed with Disney. Um, and I, I want to my... say there was like curls or ribbon in your hair or like a bow or something, but maybe I that was, was your for... first day. No, I was for sure wearing a bow. Yeah. And I was like, and my hair curled. Yeah. And I was like, is this bitch fucking for real? <laughs> Um, and then you were hired and we were thrilled just to have extra help. But then she did bring you in the day before Valentine's Day or the day of Valentine's Day. I don't even remember that. It was the day after. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, this is not the best time to be doing any of this. (laughs) Like, you know, trying to train someone brand new right after our biggest holiday. Yeah. Um, we're like, we had nothing, no frosting, like nothing was ready. Um, I definitely had to wiggle my way in there a little bit. Yeah. It took a minute. Yeah. Um, Look at us now. Wow. I love it. It did. It took a minute. I feel like uh, you had a level of silliness. Yeah. That I didn't realize I was missing in my life. And in the beginning, I feel like I fought it. Yeah. And then 
obviously the rest is history clearly <laughs> you won me over <laughs> and have since like brought out like the happiest moments you know and so much silliness in my life um and fun and heartfelt conversation and so much goodness because wow. then through time then i was able to go oh you're not just marshmallow fluff you know which yeah. in the beginning i was like oh that's like your yellow frilly apron yeah that you would sometimes wear to work yeah girl. because oh that was the other thing like i remember i would go in at six but you didn't come in until what time like maybe eight or eight yeah <laughs> and so when you would come in you'd you had would have curled your hair to come into work and i would have my flyaways which you have deemed like my horns or my antennas depending upon my mood um and i was like is this bitch for fucking real like did she curl her hair this morning but of course in the moment i'm like good morning hi <laughs> I fucking hate your guts. <laughs> and then I fell in love. <laughs> Isn't that always how it goes? That's oh, I mean, honestly, for me, yes, that is actually exactly how it goes. Always. <laughs> um, so yeah. Wow. I know. And then we worked there for a while um, until I decided to close. But before I even decided to close, you had started Daisy Natives. Yep. What made you start Daisy Natives? Oh, God. I, um, I hate working for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was drinking water, but I feel that. I, um, I always wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, and I was like, what do I love? I love designing stuff i love fashion i love social media mm-hmm. so you loved blogging too i loved blogging yeah i loved yeah. like putting outfits together and everything mm-hmm. and taking cute little pictures before instagram really got big honestly yeah before it was turned into a career yeah like, or it could be turned into a career yeah yeah so did we create our Instagrams around the same time? Was I friends with you already when I created my Instagram? Maybe it was right before we met. Yeah. I think I just it was like right before. There was a lot of times where I was like, how do I like the grandma? And you were like, let me show you how to do this. And I'm like, I got okay, you. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm still, I'm still kicking barely, but I'm still kicking. <laughs> no, yeah. It was, um, when you first started Daisy Natives and you were making headbands, head wraps. Oh and my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. You were, you were there for all of that. Like I, yeah. we would literally be sitting there decorating cupcakes, mm-hmm. like scooping out batter in the morning. And I would be like telling you like all of my big dreams. Yeah. And like, oh, you're, damn. Uh, she itchy. She itchy. <laughs> and like, no, honey, Olive itchy. off. Come on. Um, and when um, you were trying to come up with your name and your logo and your first logo, like uh, you it, were you were there for everything. It was so fucking cool to watch. Yeah, it was so cool to watch. Um, and you like prototyping your head wraps at the time and trying to figure out because you were sewing everything yourself yeah and you were trying to work with different fabrics and see what was going to work and the sizing and it was so freaking cool just to see it like how to start it because um 
when I bought the business, it was already established. And I, in a lot of ways, uh, obviously the business was started by someone else, but I will proudly say this to the day that I die because I worked there, I turned it into what it was. For sure. And um, there was a head baker there that did an, an obscenely good job making things before I became the head baker mm-hmm. and she was able to create items that I then later after she left couldn't recreate um so that definitely helped but I think that between her in the kitchen and me producing our cupcakes as fast as I could um and also keeping the morale up and mm-hmm. starting this sense of family amongst all of the girls that work there no boys ever applied but <laughs> all of the it was not a sexist thing it just no boys ever applied no guys ever applied um and so it was always women that were working there and i created this like sense of family amongst everybody and this really great just overall feeling and i never got to see it from or I should say I didn't experience it for myself. I created mm. it for someone else and then I yeah. took it over. Um and honestly when I took it over without realizing it, it was already on the decline. Um Yeah. And I didn't know. And it and I also not to put complete blame on the person that I bought it from, but I didn't know enough to ask the right questions. And I trusted mm-hmm. them to just tell me whatever I needed to know. Right. And I shouldn't have. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's maybe a conversation for another day. But, because um, that whole process was a huge heartbreak. But my point mm-hmm. being is that um, by the time I became a business owner, the business was already established. Right. And I was just trying to get it to grow and uh, change it a little bit in my image instead of someone else's. Right. But watching you create Daisy Natives, like, straight up after work, like, get home (laughs) from work and you're on your sewing machine and you've got Harold on the floor trying to help you, like, cut fabric (laughs) and you're getting swatches of fabric in because you're you're thinking about testing a new style. Like, it was so freaking... Like, you setting up the Instagram, we were at the bakery together. We were, When you yeah. first got your first 100 followers, we were like, oh my god, 100 people? Like, we were freaking out. And it was so cool. And all of your original, like, photo shoots and all of that, where it was, like, you and your room. And to now see what you've been able to turn it into. And I, and I know it hasn't been easy and there's still days that you struggle with it now. Um, but just watching that, it was I know. I, wild. I have a really hard time, like, um, realizing where I started from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so easy to just, like, compare yourself to bigger followings mm-hmm. and, you know, people who are having huge wholesale orders or whatever yeah but i'm like no i was literally on my childhood room floor like cutting fabric and sewing it with a sewing machine that i had just gotten like a month before that's as wild you didn't even know how to sew no and you were like i'm gonna start a business (laughs) (laughs) 
straight up in the morning, like drinking iced coffee while we're like making muffins. Yeah. And we're like, fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> like, hell yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell me more. No, it was very cool. Yeah. So just like, I think reminiscing about those tiny details that you were just saying, like, yeah. wow, it's very cool. It is really, really cool. Yeah. And then, um, you taking over the bakery, like, you literally made it, a, like, a second home to so mm. many girls. Like, yeah. I've never met so many young girls, like, in high school, like, mm. so freaking excited to go to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really, really, really lucky with the team that I had. Like, um... The team that I had before I became the owner was amazing. Um, we had Jenna, who sent us that beautiful email the other day. Yeah. We had Jill, who is my soul sister, one of my best friends still to this day. Um, and we had... I never know how much of people's privacy to respect, so I'm just going to say, like, you guys know. If you're listening, you were part of that OG Cupcake crew. Like, yeah. you know. Because um, some people don't like their names you yeah. know, being said. But... Um, and then, and that was already such an amazing group. And then when I took it over, we had a completely different group. And those girls, like, they're women now. But um, <laughs> they, I hope that they know, it doesn't matter how much time goes by. Like, mm-hmm. there is nothing I wouldn't do for any of them. Yeah. And maybe we don't hang out. and Maybe we don't go grab coffee or go to the movies or whatever. But if they needed anything, I will be there for them. Because yeah. at the end of the day they helped make my dream possible. Yeah. And I feel the same way about you. And we had our third, I'm going to say Allie's name, fuck it. We had Allie with <laughs> us. And um, <laughs> she was amazing. And she helped me like keep track of everything that was going on in the front. And um, it was um, it was so cool to see that transition because all of a sudden, the people who were working for the previous owner who were now working for me were suddenly just so excited for me yeah and so happy that they didn't care that they were sweeping the floor and wiping tables they yeah. just knew they were doing it for me exactly and to see that excitement was amazing and when i hit a really rough financial patch i remember um one of my girls saying like um I don't think someone, I think maybe no one was scheduled for an afternoon. And I don't remember the reasoning for it. I don't remember the reasoning being like I didn't schedule someone so I wouldn't have to pay someone. I think that it was just someone needed the day off and I figured I'd cover the front. Mm -hmm. But I remember one of my girls saying, I can come in tomorrow and work after school. You don't have to pay me. It's fine. And (sighs) I, like, I remember thinking, what 16-year-old? says to their boss like i'll come in tomorrow you don't have to pay me i just want to be here to help you and so sweet that moment and when you and Allie gave me my ring that i literally (laughs) stopped wearing just for nico and Jess's wedding like it was like a (laughs) month ago i've worn it every single day ever since yeah it was a ring that had the coordinates of the bakery Mm -hmm. and when you guys gave it to me you said it was because i made that place feel like home yeah and um those are like two of my favorite memories from becoming the owner of the place is like you guys saying that to me and then this other girl just being so selfless and being like, I, I will do anything for you to help keep this dream afloat for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's obviously a lot of like other funny memories and stuff like that. But when I think about that, 
I think of those two moments and I'm like, oh, there was something really special that got created there. Like it, it, I'm a firm believer in it doesn't have to last forever for it to be magical. And that can be anything that can mm-hmm. be whatever experience you want to apply that to. And that was absolutely the bakery. Like it didn't last forever, but oh my God, it was magical. And it was hard. It was so magical. And it, and was, it was amazing. So hard. Yeah. And I just like... I think that um, there are a lot of people that are in my life that were in my life then. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, no one will understand what that experience was like but you. Mm -hmm. Because you were literally there with me Mm -hmm. at 5 (laughs) a.m. Like when I hadn't had coffee, I was a fucking bitch because I'm not a morning person. You know, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Um, and, like, full disclosure, it was hard. And there was a lot of financial rough patches after I took it over. And it was really difficult. Yeah. And I had to, like, beg and borrow so much money. And um, I'm going to tell them the butter story. So, Oh, my God. Excuse me. There was, um, we used a lot of butter for frosting and cakes and all that stuff. And there was a time when money was really tight and we had had a family event and you know when you order food from a caterer and they give you rolls of bread and they give you those teeny tiny little 0.2 ounce butter packets (laughs) um there was a shit ton left over after this family event and i remember taking it and being like we're gonna use this at the bakery and let me talk about a judgment-free zone when Mm -hmm. i straight up said to sarah we need 75 ounces of butter Mm -hmm. for this uh recipe and we're gonna pop out Mm -hmm. 0.2 ounces of butter individually from these little wrapped things and i said yes we are you did not even (laughs) blink an eye you were like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm like i was like yeah we are yep um and like i i think that that's something i will always be grateful for is that you were there completely in the thick of it and into the thick of it <laughs> into the thick of it oh. into the thick of it <laughs> that's exactly yeah that's exactly what it is and we had so much fun with it you know like yeah. if anybody scrolls back on my instagram feed back enough like all every single post was us being silly in the kitchen yeah like dancing and singing and playing around and having so much fun and eating a shit ton of fucking sweets um, so many chocolate chip cookies and so much iced coffee like oh my god oh my god <laughs> our poor <laughs> our poor booty holes <laughs> exactly it's <laughs> ridiculous um but it was uh it was pretty freaking awesome and i am always so grateful that it happened but at the same time that i had you there with me because oh my god i do it a thousand times more it was the best time of my life. It was, it was so fun. the absolute best. Yeah, I know it was so stressful for you, mm-hmm. um, but oh my god, yeah, I'd open a bakery with you any day. Like just being in the kitchen together, and for anyone who doesn't know the again, you can literally scroll back. There's so so much Instagram evidence <laughs> of that time of my life, um, but the kitchen was not big. So, oh like, gosh. if either one of us, we were back-to-back the whole day, but if either one of us took a step back, it was, like, boom, into each other's booties. <laughs> booty bump. And booty bump. That's literally when we started saying that, because we would bump booties all the time. Um, 
And so to be in such a, in a tiny space all day, every yeah. day, like it, it was, it was wild and we never fought Mm-mm. and we laughed so much. Yeah, we did. And then flash forward to me then moving to Austin mm-hmm. and the roles being reversed, mm-hmm. you being the boss and still booty bumping, still booty bumping, still laughing yeah. There's a lot of Instagram content from those years, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, it just became our, our lives. I said this to you yesterday, the other day, I don't remember. I don't I don't think there's anyone in my life I've spent as much time with as I've spent with you. Yeah, I didn't realize that until you said it. That, until you said it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I think the only person who would compete would probably be Nico. Yeah. But that's my brother. We literally grew up in the same house together. Yeah. So to say that that is the only competition for you when... <laughs> You've only been in my life for about 10 years. Yeah. Less than. Um, like, it's it's just wild when you think about it. It is. you spend every single day with somebody at work all day long together. Wow. A lot of fun. So much fun. And now we're doing this. And now, on to our next adventure. I love it. Is that it? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But, yes, I think that's it. Okay. That was a long one, I think. Was it really? Yeah, like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, guys. Oh. Ooh, wow. Anybody who's still listening. <laughs> no, it's a long one. Oh, man. That was fun. That was fun. It was nice to go down memory lane. I know. But also fun to get a little deeper into your journey. Yeah. I knew the facts. I didn't know the emotions behind them. Yeah. So that was great. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Always. I love that. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. If you want to go to college, you can, but if you don't, you don't have to. Just exactly. so you know. <laughs> Whatever your journey is, we support you. Exactly. If you want to be a stripper, I support you too. Make oh, that booty same. Pop. Guys, I really want to start an OnlyFans. They, like, make bank. <laughs> they so really that's going to be a poll on our Instagram, <laughs> should Sarah start an OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I said that after I walked into the apartment, because Sarah was, uh, Sarah. Harold was like, how was your day at work? And I was like, mm, kept thinking how I should have been a stripper or I should have started an OnlyFans. <laughs> but work was great. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. You know what? We still can. So who knows, guys? You know what? Don't tempt me. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, if you guys have any mason jar questions, suggestions yeah. that you want us to throw in the jar, or you just want to say hi we love that too yeah you can email us at the magic society at gmail.com mm. you can follow us on instagram we've been posting a shit ton yep um and we're creating more content tomorrow yes we are christine's staying over and we're guys we bought a cake that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> we did yes we did uh-huh yeah it's going um, great um <laughs> And yeah, follow us there at the Magic Seeker Society. And that's all. That's pretty much it. Oh, rate and review us. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. We love when you guys do that. Yeah, that'd be great. It helps us out a lot. Yeah, it does. So, thanks okay. for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll we love you. S- we'll talk to you soon. Can't wait. We'll talk at you soon. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.